It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. So if you're a parent to a kid who's, I don't know, like maybe eight or younger, you know this song. And let's stop that nightmare. And you know it way too well because they play it on repeat. And it gets in your head and it's there all day long. There's mommy shark. There's daddy shark. Grandpa and grandma shark. There's a stepdad shark. There's the guy who fills in for your manager when he's on vacation shark. Song never ends. Baby shark hit 10 billion views on YouTube this week. 10 billion with a B. Do you think it had a bit of an uptick because kids are home learning from home and I finished my work, mom. Just watch baby shark again. Anything. Oh, God. I think it had an uptick because Satan wrote it, and he's capable of any evil. Number one viewed video on YouTube, 10 billion views. Number two, you know this one as well from a few years ago. You don't know any of the words, but you can sing it for some reason. I've never heard of the third most viewed video on YouTube. Before this morning, Matthew, have you heard of Johnny Johnny Yes Papa? No, Papa. Well, Johnny, Johnny, yes, Papa. eating sugar, no, Papa. telling lies. No, Papa. All right, so the song's about a baby who's eating out of the, the cookie cupboard, and then the dad walks in and is like, hey, are you eating out of the cookie cupboard? And the baby's like, no. Are you eating sugar? No, and, Papa. And the dad's like, are you lying to me? And the baby's like, I'm not lying. And the dad's like, I see you. You're doing it in front of me. Stop lying. It's a song about lying. But isn't this teaching kids that it's okay to lie? Because he asks the kid, are you telling lies? And he says, no, Papa, I'm not. And he's got this smug look on his face, and he's like, oh, you baby. The kid doesn't even look old enough to speak. It's computer animated. It's freakish to begin with. 6.1 billion <laughs> views. That's, that's the third most viewed video on YouTube. I'd never heard of it. So aspiring songwriters... It surely doesn't take much to write a song that will make you a million dollars. They didn't even write this. It's Twinkle Twinkle. Johnny, Johnny. Eating sugar. They didn't write anything. They wrote words and they put it to Twinkle Twinkle, which is also A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Oh, my God, it is. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, Yeah. totally. It's every song. Does this (laughs) bum you out as as a, you're a songwriter. It does, because I work hard at songwriting. And then uh, there's some person sitting at home. There's some hack. Collecting checks because they're naming different family members with sh- the word shark attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> Mail carrier shark. Do, 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 do. How old is this lady, Matthew? Uh, 106 years old. 106 years young. And so I always perk up when I hear about somebody this age because people always ask them, what's your secret to living a long life? And I want to live a long life. Ew, Why? And she says her secret is serving the Lord, one. Okay, she's got faith. Good for her. She's got some faith. Number two, she enjoys Big Macs at McDonald's. Okay, let's stop for a second. uh, This is where it goes off the rails because I feel bad for God in this equation. She's probably had four heart attacks already, but because she's a woman of faith, 
She keeps asking God to save her. And he's like, oh, he's like, I can only do it so many times. She prayed 46 times this week. 46. Stop eating the Big Macs, would you? And Jesus is shrugging his shoulders like, yeah, I guess. Keep saving her. And she's 106. So she's doing something right. You can eat the Big Macs as long as you got a one-on-one with the guy upstairs, I guess. Uh, okay. What what was the one-on-one <laughs> with her cardiologist like? What does the cardiologist say? Cardiologist is doing the same thing as Jesus. He's just shrugging his shoulders like, I don't know. Remember when we went to visit that dairy farm and the guy there told us that when the cows are less stressed, they produce more milk. Happy cows equals more milk. Those were some happy cows. But uh, there's an experiment going on in Turkey. There's this farmer that thought, well, hey, instead of my cows looking at the cold barn... I'm going to put virtual reality glasses on my cows. This guy guy can afford VR goggles for the cows? I guess so. Puts the virtual reality goggles on the cows. The cows see a green pasture and sunny skies. All the things that make cows happy. They don't try to run around and then go headfirst into the wall? (laughs) You would think they would. But apparently the cows are less stressed. And they produce more milk. They went from producing 5.8 gallons to 7 gallons. Now, that could add up. If you did that with all the cows. That's that's a good increase. I'm not a dairy farmer, so this might be a dumb question. If the cows are seeing grass in the VR goggles, aren't they going to want to eat the grass? Well, yeah, they've got like some kind of food in front of them. They're probably pretending that is the grass. Oh, they don't so, know the difference. So they're they're bending over, eating the uh, grass, and yeah. then there's just like whatever cow food, corn or whatever, in the trough. So they're thinking they're eating grass, but they're really eating like the corn. Yeah, and I wish we had this for, you know, when you go over to that person's house and they're not a very good cook. Throw on the VR goggles <laughs> and, like, pretend that the beets that they prepared are actually pieces of steak. Pizza. Yeah. And your, bra- <laughs> your brain would probably perceive it and taste it differently. No, your brain would be like, ew, this pizza <laughs> tastes like dirty beets. I wonder if the cows are like, is this real or is this some kind of Mootrix? Oh. It's like The Matrix. No, I got the joke. The Mootrix, The Matrix. That would be a good movie starring Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you have anything better? They they could play uh, Murio Kart or or Minecraft. Minecraft. It's all the rage. Carry on. You got any more? Carry on. No, No, you carry on. Call of Moody. Oh, if you would like to complain about the level of humor on this morning show, you want to email Matt, M-A-T-T, at country1049.ca. That's Matt's real email address at this station. You call and you berate him. You say, listen, one cow joke, okay. Five cow jokes, call of Moody, shame on you, Mr. Hussey. Too much. So I've heard of people getting pig valves replaced in their heart. In fact, my mom has a pig valve. We sometimes joke with her. She does something unusual. We'll just, oh, I think it's the pig valve. Like if she starts eating out of a trough? Yeah. Like, oh, it's that pig valve. It's the pig valve. They've taken it a step further, doctors. They've transplanted an entire heart into a human patient. So far, it's looking pretty good. Might be the future. If you have a bad heart, you might get a pig heart. Is that the closest animal whose heart we can get? I think so. I guess their heart would be roughly the same size, right? Like my first instinct is like a silverback gorilla. They can walk on two legs. They like, they pound their chest like humans. You would think maybe one of their hearts would work for us, but then you got to kill an ape. 
Yeah, you can't do that. No, but a pig we feel less bad about for some reason. Because we're, yeah, we, maybe we're taking their life anyway so we can have bacon. Yeah, you can't make gorilla <laughs> bacon. <laughs> but, but you want a pig heart because you wouldn't want a human heart that's eaten a lot of bacon. But do you want a pig heart that basically is bacon? Oh, yeah, right. Which one's worse? The I think human heart that's eaten the bacon or the bacon heart that hasn't eaten any bacon? I'm assuming the pig heart's in better shape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, this dude's going to be shredding some bacon. His heart's going to react. He's going to be like, oh, that's what I'm made of. I'm eating meat. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I guess you wouldn't have pork after that, would you? We, well, I don't know. I doubt it. Maybe you want more pork now. Give me pork. I need to eat part of myself. Ooh, is that cannibalism? It's just so taboo. It's like, oh, I want more bacon now. Well, we've seen a lot dealing with supply chain shortages, certain things you just can't get. That just means things take longer to come to the store. That's right. And the Norwegian military is dealing with a supply chain issue of underwear. And so now they're asking, after you've done your time in the military... You got to return your underwear. They're reusing the underwear? Well, they'll wash it first. Yeah, but even washing it, like, are you going to get some of those some of those marks out? Well, and I imagine some of them are in scary situations sometime. And oh, I didn't even you, think you know of I mean? that. You, You're in the military. Yes. Yeah, you might have one of those yeah. know, moments. Yeah. Yeah. Literally scares the crap out of you. Asking for it back, so uh, that's kind of gross. Did you say bras were part of this? Yeah, bras too. Their bras and their socks and stuff. What makes a bra military grade? I don't know. Maybe it has an extra strap. Does it stop the nipple pokies? Well, maybe. I think it's technically bulletproof. But I'm thinking there must be like a military grade underpants too, because like you don't want things falling out. You're in the middle of fighting the enemy and like something falls out down there. Yeah, you don't want you your don't have time sticking to your leg. Yeah. You have to do lunges on the battlefield. You don't have time to stop and, you know, rearrange things. I guess so. So they must be special underwear. Would they be boxers or would they, would they be like Saks underwear, like tidy whiteies that are holding everything in place? I don't know. I haven't Googled it and I don't want to. Neither of us has served. But I guess now they have to go commando. Oh. Is that where that term comes from? I, I think commandos parachute... Oh. So when you're going commando, things are like loose. Oh, I get it. For dudes. Okay. Okay. All right. That was educational, wasn't it? If you got nothing else from this morning show, (laughs) you at least got that visual. So you're welcome or I apologize. Across the way in Quebec, they're going to be introducing a anti-vaccine tax. If you don't have the COVID-19 vaccine in a few weeks, they're going to tax you. I don't know how much. I don't know when they're going to do it. Even if it's legal that they can do that yet. Premier Francois Legault says it's going to happen. He said it in French, but that's what he said. We figure if we're taxing people for behavior we don't like, there's some things I'd like to change here in Huron County. I have some problems I would like to tax away. For example, if you don't put your cart back in the cart corral, tax. You're doing 75 kilometers an hour on a Huron County highway. You just got taxed. Arguing on Facebook. Tax. <laughs> you have more than 16 items in the express lane at Corey's Foodland. Death, tax. Death penalty. Oh, tax. Oh, death penalty. Or, or death penalty. Yeah. Either one is appropriate. Don't go to extremes. So the province says, hey, we're trying to solve this backlog of driver's tests. So if you're going for your full G driver's test, not the G1 or G2, full G, you will not be tested on parallel parking three-point turns, and roadside emergency stops. Those are the three things that stress everyone out when you go to the test. 
parallel parking. You just never know. Is There's gonna, a science to it. Oh, is it going to be like a real tight spot? And then I'm doing the test in my van. Your kids have to do it in a minivan. My, my daughter, I, I spent days training her to parallel park because all we had was a van. And it was tough, but she, she got it. She was so stressed out about it. Though. Uh, the province's rationale is that they already test you on these things on the G2, mm. so they don't need to do it for the full G. Just get the test done, get you on the road as soon as possible. You do this anyways, because there was this Ask Reddit feed recently about things that guys do that's sexy, but not sexual. And one of the things that was on the top of the list was guys who can park a car really well. Really? And this is kind of true. So this was many years ago. My now ex-girlfriend, we were at a, we were in a small town, small bar, seeing a band, and there was only one parking spot. And it was deep in the parking lot, and it was like in a corner, so you had to back in. So you have to back through the whole parking lot and then back into the spot. And I'm a G, so I nailed that. Whoa. And I got probably the last compliment I've ever received, and this was 2015. She said, I think you're the best driver I know. Because guys never get complimented, it's something that stuck with me for many, many years. (laughs) She must have found it kind of sexy. I guess so. Something about like operating heavy machinery, like super proficiently. Well, I guess it's not sexy then when I skip the parallel parking spot and park like around the block, two kilometers, and when we have to walk to where we're going. Yeah, there's nothing sexy about making your wife walk two blocks to the casino. There's this British energy supplier called Ovo Energy. They had to apologize after this blog they put out because naturally people are complaining that energy prices were way up there. There's a bit of an energy crisis and people struggling to pay their bills. And so then they thought, well, we'll give the people some suggestions of what they can do to stay warm in the winter. Oh, my God. It was like somebody who's a billionaire giving financial advice to, like, poor people. Exactly. Oh, it reads so bad. What are these 10 ways you can keep warm? Eating bowls of oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) That lasts for, what, two minutes? Microwave some oatmeal and stop shivering. Just eat more oatmeal. (laughs) Okay. Eat, Eat more oatmeal. Okay. Do some jumping jacks. Oh, my. (laughs) Flail your arms or something. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, this this is ridiculous. (laughs) Cuddling pets. So use your pet as a blanket. A lot of people going going into the ER for getting scratched by their cat. And then there's some obscure ones like eat ginger. Eat ginger? Just straight up ginger. You know how expensive raw ginger is? (laughs) It's so disgusting. (laughs) Rather pay the energy costs. Well, it encourages blood flow. Uh, gather around the open oven door after you cook dinner. No. Yeah. They oh. said turn the oven on? Yeah, well, you, you open the door after because you've heated the oven anyway, so you don't want that heat to go to waste. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you cold? Put your head in the oven. <laughs> They've since deleted the whole blog. Yeah, no kidding. And apologized. In some ways, these aren't the worst ideas I've ever heard. In fact, I grew up doing a lot of this stuff to stay warm. Well, no, they're not. The the worst idea would be set yourself on fire. These are just <laughs> above that. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, there's a couple things uh, you and your wife did because you grew up kind of cold households. Yeah, poor. And, and I think you grew up, uh, was it in the 1940s you grew up? So there wasn't no. uh, uh, modern furnaces. We just had a wood stove in the winter. But we were always excited when um, we found some birch wood because the birch burned a little warmer. So I was like, oh, birchwood. We're going to be warm tonight. Fascinating. Yeah. We had a furnace that could go on in an emergency situation and provide some warmth. But your dad was a thrifty dude. 
well, didn't, didn't turn on the furnace as much. They had to be with nine kids. And, you know, we'd just hang out in the common room where the stove was. And just when we went to bed, we would have lots of blankets, maybe an electric blanket if we were lucky. But my wife told me this hack that they did in their household because she grew up in a colder house too. When she would go to bed, she would bring a warm rock with her to bed. So the rock would sit on the stove all day and warm up. And then when it was time to go to bed, you'd wrap the rock in a towel and put it on your mattress in your bed and it would keep you warm all night. Okay, I got a question. Was your wife born in 1749? <laughs> no. Bringing a warm rock to bed. But it's a good idea. What, what a great use of energy. You're getting this so. energy from the wood and the fire. Lasts all night in bed. I guess, yeah, I guess in a pinch, in a pinch. Except she did get blisters once. Yeah. The towel came off one night. Oh, yeah. It's so, a, a hot rock. Yeah. Not uh, the safest thing to do, but I thought that was kind of ancient <laughs> wisdom. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be, but uh, the indigenous used to do that, right? Wouldn't they heat up rocks and you'd bring them into like your, your hut and stuff? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe yeah. so. And it yeah. worked. Old timey stuff like that. Well, what did you do to stay warm? Uh, my, my parents uh, paid the heating bill. Oh, okay. That's what I did. Yeah. I had parents who were financially responsible. <laughs> <laughs> And not had nine kids? Is that what you're saying? They only had three of them. <laughs> yeah. They had as many as you had cut into three. I like it. And we're a close family to this day because it, we literally had to stay close to stay warm. Well, you're close except for the one sibling. I'm not going to name them, but you know who you are. It's Montina. So police have charged a 56-year-old Port Elgin man after things got a little nasty at a grocery store there. Man and woman walking around the grocery store without a mask on. And okay. that upset another person. They got into a little bit of a fight. Eventually, it ends up out in the parking lot. Meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> Somehow, the guy had a bat in his car. Yeah, people have bats. Baseball bat? Yeah, why not? Maybe he just bought the bat? I don't know. Yeah, maybe he has ball practice later. Had a bat and then started whacking at the other dude's car. Hit the taillight. Got kind of violent. That'll stop the virus. That'll... <laughs> That'll do it. If I just like smash their headlight. You then, can't avoid the virus if you don't have turn signals. Yeah, then they can't get to the store again. Oof. So I'll just wreck the car. So I, maybe that was the logic or he was just in a violent rage. Who knows? Now, regardless of where you stand on this issue, it's important you never resort to violence. No. You just don't do it. You do what we do best in the country. You gossip behind the person's back and then glare at them at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. It's the country way. We avoid violence by pure gossip. Okay, now we don't want to tell anybody how to do their job, especially police. They have a hard job already. This is not us talking down to anybody. But there are these two cops in Los Angeles. A few years ago, they were caught on the job playing, was it Pokemon Go? Pokemon Go. So they got a call to go to this local robbery that was happening at a local mall. So what they did, because they were playing Pokemon Go, they ignored the call, and they also pretended they were somewhere else. Like, oh, sorry, we're not close to the mall. They pretended they were in a different location. Were they police in the 1920s? Well, I was pretending they were talking into Oh, we're not near the local mall, <laughs> see? We're somewhere else. So they did this. We're at the old speakeasy. So then it came to light. They had a dash cam that was filming them the whole time. So they were like chuckling about this robbery going on. Instead, they're talking about a Snorlax that just popped up on the Pokemon Go. 
And they wanted to go catch the Snorlax instead of these actual criminals trying to rob the mall. Could you imagine you're in court and the prosecutor clicks play on the little tape how embarrassing and the screen turns on and it's you and your co-worker full uniform you've got your firearm your handcuffs and your cell phones playing pokemon go talking about a snorlax and then ksh, robbery at the local mall and then the lawyers are like trying to explain the pokemon oh like, no in the court documents they referred to snorlax as it's a sleeping pokemon Oh, that's your defense? It'd be so embarrassing. the defense attorney? It'd be so embarrassing. Needless to say, these guys don't get their jobs back. No, the judge said, sorry, no jobs for you. Slam. Pokemon Go, unacceptable. Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like we could get fired for some stuff here. Like what? I don't think that, well, we don't play Pokemon Go, but on our break, we play something. We play ping pong. You set up a ping pong table in our old boss's office. We've got this huge desk. I thought, it's the size of a ping pong table. And I had a ping pong net that I could set up. But we do it on our break. As soon as the show's done, we play one quick game. It's always on our break. Don't feel bad about it. It's not going to hold up in a court of law. Just don't tell anyone. Soccer player in Chile. What's What's his name? I don't actually have his name. You don't know his name? We're doing a whole bit on the radio (laughs) dedicated to this one dead Chilean, and you don't have his name? Well, the important thing is, is he passed away, and... (laughs) The important thing is he's dead. Well, this is part of the story. Obviously, it's heartbreaking for the rest of the team. He was their forward, but they arranged for him to go out with one last goal. Jamie Esconder. You got it. That's it. So... (laughs) The friends wanted to celebrate, and so they invited all the friends and family to the soccer field. They positioned his coffin, draped with the team colors and everything, and had one of the other players kick the ball to the coffin so that it would rebound into the goal. So he scores one last goal in death. (laughs) Okay, this is a serious question. Is he actually dead? Well, I think so. He's in a coffin. Yeah, but you know how soccer players are. Mm. You brush against their head and they're like, oh, I'm so hurt. And they're rolling around the ground. They're acting like they're dead. Maybe this guy's just being ultra dramatic. Soccer players play dead all the time. I'm thinking this guy is faking it. Either way, uh, they pulled a red card on him. Because you can't play soccer when you're dead. Get out of here. Yeah. You know who gets a bad rap? Rats. Okay. Yeah, well, there's this heroic rat named Megawa, unfortunately, has passed away. And it was one of those landmine-sniffing rats over in Cambodia. This rat has sniffed out 71 landmines and discovered 28 live munitions in Cambodia. Yeah, I've heard about these landmine-sniffing rats. Apparently, they do pretty good work. Yeah, I guess they're just light enough that they won't set off the landmines, but they can tell people where they are. And then on top of that, rats are a big part of, like, genetic testing for things. We usually test on animals first, typically rats. Like, you've probably seen the footage of, like, growing a human ear on a rat's back. So, yeah, you wonder how many millions of lives... Rats have saved lots, then. lots and lots. Rats are heroes. I wish I was kidding. Rats have saved like probably more lives than any one of us. So this rat was the first rat to win a gold medal for bravery. Actually Very had cool. a little medal they put around his neck. And, That's sweet. So this rat's saving people's lives. What's Uber been doing lately? Oh. Saving nobody's life. Uber's been sleeping on the couch all day. Makes that part of your bed stink like dog. Well, he makes us happy. Be more like the Cambodian rat. <laughs> You got to do more. 
shovel the lane, would you? No, we love him. You were at the shelter. It's like, oh, we could get this Cambodian rat, or we could get this Springer Spaniel. It's like, and your wife's like, ew, I don't want the rat. Like, fine, we'll get the dog. Should have got the rat. And the rat could have done more, maybe. You guys love Uber. We love him. We should have got the rat. We were telling you about this 12-year-old from London, Ontario, Diego Delgado. He signed with a Portuguese soccer team. He's going to be making his debut this Sunday in Portugal. He's that good. Portugal said, come play with us. Imagine having your life that figured out by the age of 12. I always was fascinated by those people in high school who were just so smart. They just seemed to have a grasp on the world. I still don't have to this day. There was a kid I went to school with. He's one of those kids that like came up with math theorems like he won awards because he came up with his own math theorems yeah every now and then there's a kid that's smarter than the teachers and he was like 15 years old he was one of those kids that got perfect on all his assignments except one assignment i hope you're listening john because you're the smartest person i've ever met if he's smart do you really think he's listening to our show absolutely not yeah so i remember i was in english class with him grade 10 and he got his essay back and it was a 99 or 98 and he had a problem with this because he gets perfect on everything because he's john so he tells the teacher hey why did i get a 99 and she says you use the word stupider stupider is not a word it's more stupid not stupider and he said stupider is a word and she said stupider is not a word sit down john and he said stupider is a word change the mark and she said no so he storms out of the room and we think he just got mad. He was going to go, like, shout into a pillow or something. We didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. But he, he left in a huff. He was offended. He came back with the big, fat, like, 40-pound dictionary from the library. Oh. Slams it on the desk. Yeah, the real big one. Turns it to the S's. <laughs> and he finds the word stupider in the dictionary. <laughs> and he says, stupider's in the dictionary. Change my mark. And the whole class erupted in applause. And the teacher, she kind of... She she ate it. She was like, okay, you, yeah, you're right. Did he say, well, who's stupider now? <laughs> he he should have. He should have. I don't right? think he said that. I don't remember him saying that, but he should have. That was the whole setup. This is a good lesson for students because I always heard stupider is not a word. Good lesson for teachers as well. Stupider is a word. And also that you can learn something from your students. There you go. Any good teacher knows that. You're never too old to stop learning. There's this new article out of UCLA saying that laughter has been documented in at least 65 species. So we're not the only ones that like chuckle. There's other animals that like to chuckle. We didn't know there were so many, but I guess they were just grabbing animals and tickling them and they make a sound sometimes. It seems cruel. Laughter. I know, tickling's actually kind of torture. Yeah. Isn't it? But I thought, um, I'll give you a little quiz here. I got some sound clips from some animals that are laughing. Might not sound like the way we laugh, but See if you can guess these animals. Here's the first one. Oh, my God. That sounds like hell. Well, it's an it's a animal laughing, apparently. I'm going to say turkey vulture. Close. It is a bird. It's a bird called a kia. And it's a New Zealand parrot. How would you expect me to guess a bird that, A, well, isn't native to here, and, B, I haven't heard of it before? I would have given you parrot. It's a parrot. Okay, here's the next one. Oh my god Is that, is that a dog? <laughs> That's what I thought No, it's a chimp They're like <laughs> I heard it You yeah. don't have to read. They laugh it. like that <laughs> Well, snorting automatically makes me think Pig, is it a pig? No <laughs> Sounds like a pig though That's a gorilla 
Hold on, Chimp and Gorilla, aren't they? They're both in the ape family. Yeah, but they laugh differently. You tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was weird. I'm going to say that one was a catfish, a goldfish, a koi. No, no, no. Did I say catfish? No. A jackal? A, no. A rat? Oh, yeah. I knew rats laugh. And the rat's just laughing at you. That's what for, a rat sounds like when it laughs? For failing at this quiz. Yeah. We should put that as a laugh track now. No, we shouldn't. It's terrifying. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like aliens or something. You learned something from this bit this morning. You learned animals laugh. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny, but at least it was educational. Jemima Westcott. She's 111. Triple ones she celebrated. She has seen a lot in her life. She has a really sharp memory. And the grandkids say that she can tell you stories from every decade of the past century. Can you imagine what a wealth of knowledge she is? She even has memories from the last pandemic of wearing masks. Her mom telling her to put masks on because I think the neighbors have the H1N1. (laughs) (laughs) They have the Spanish flu, sweetheart. Put on the mask. So she survived that. And here are her secrets that she thinks is why she lives so long other than winning the genetic lottery. Likes to move around a lot. Work hard her whole life. She eats whole food meals and no smoking. Obviously good things. And this might be the most important one. She says she was widowed early. She's been single since her 50s. She hasn't had a husband in 60 years. (laughs) (laughs) And she even jokes about it, that she thinks she may have lived longer because she had no one nagging her all the time. There's no man dragging her down. (laughs) (laughs) She must have had one of those guys that was just nagging all the time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, and she would have gotten married in the 30s, 40s, too? Oh, yeah, probably. early on. But we were thinking, like, do you still date at 111? A lot of us date around our age, but I don't imagine there's many hundred-plus-year-old guys. There's not as many to choose from. She'd probably have to settle for like a 90-something guy, which would be kind of odd. That would be like me dating a 27-year-old. Yeah, you're 47. I'm 47, yeah. Yeah, her dating, right? her dating somebody 20 years her junior, she'd be dating a 91-year-old. So 90 doesn't <laughs> sound young, but they would be quite young for her. My husband is 91. I'm robbing the cradle. Ooh, I like him young. I like him young. In their early 90s. He's a spry 91. <laughs> I hope she has another 111 years. Yeah. Jemima, you rock. So around Christmas time, a lot of places do the secret Santa thing at their workplace. Last time I did this at a workplace, somebody gave me a CD. I think it was a Santana CD. I don't, I don't even have a CD player. So hey, Santana's pretty good. He's a good guitar yeah, player. I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. Could have been worse. But there was this one woman in Welland got the best secret Santa gift ever. Well, it was a scratch ticket. So she goes home that night for the holidays from work, scratches the ticket, $250,000. Yes. Not bad for a secret Santa That's gift. That's okay. <laughs> Now, you were pointing out that it might be a little awkward for this woman at work. Well, I think so, no matter what. So let's say you buy me a lottery ticket for Secret Santa. I scratch it. This happens to me. Obviously, you would accept that, oh, well, I gave it to him, so I don't deserve a cut of the money. But you're thinking that maybe I'll give you a cut of the money, aren't you? No. You're not thinking that? I don't expect a dime. I think it would be awkward. Obviously, whenever anybody comes into a lot of money, it's like, oh, but I could use that money. But would I expect anything? No. 
No, but at the very least, there's going to be jokes. Like, uh, who's doing the coffee run today? Uh, Jennifer. She's rich now. Like, they would expect more of her because she's the rich one now. I thought you said there was jokes, and jokes are supposed to be funny. Jennifer's getting the coffee now. Probably put that on her. Okay. Get the bill. All right, fair enough. Either way, that's something you got to be prepared for when you're playing the lottery at work. And then that one week, you're like, no, you know what? I'm not going to be in the lottery this week. And then that's the week everybody hits the jackpot. You got to be prepared for that. Be prepared for the conversation. It's going to happen sometime. I come from the Wingham area, and we were talking about how sometimes there's not much to do in small towns, right? Yeah, especially during a pandemic, but even before the pandemic. Yeah. After a certain hour, a lot of stuff shuts down. Wingham, it's a pretty small town to have a movie theater. It's not there anymore, but it was called the Lyceum Theater. And Wingham kids know back in the 80s and 90s. By Wingham kids, you mean Wingham old people now. Well, yeah, we're older now. But we used to go to the Lyceum Theater and they'd play a movie there. Sometimes the same movie would be there for two or three weeks, right? But you didn't have any other options. So you'd sometimes go to the same movie four or five times. <laughs> you paid to go to the same yeah, movie? Yeah, you'd just keep going. So there's nothing else to do. Let's go see Ernest Goes to Camp for a fifth run. Oh, that's an old pull. And you knew the movie off by heart by the time the movie exited the theater. But it was great. It was something to do. Just a, a very small theater. At the screen, not much larger than what you'd have at home right now, I think. It's an 80-inch screen. (laughs) But they had pretty good sound, and uh, they didn't have any heat. That was the one problem. Is that true? Yeah. You'd bring a blanket. It was encouraged to bring a blanket. No. Yes. We would actually bring a sleeping bag to the theater. So so it was just like being at home for me. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wingham kids, no. The Lyceum Theater. They tried. I mean, they probably tried to heat it, but it was just a big space. Never warmed up quite right. Fair enough. Or they were just trying to save some money. So at least we're living through this pandemic right now. Got Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus. It's so nice. You have a theater at home now. You got them all at home. Yeah. Endless shows you don't have to watch. Ernest Scared Stiff. Four times in a row. <laughs> Ernest, that was one of the Ernest movies? Ernest scared stiff or scared Well, he went to jail. Something? He saved Christmas. What yeah. else did he do? He went to camp. He went to camp. Ernest did a lot of stuff. Well, he died. You would think if you're going to counterfeit money that you would look at the real money and make sure you get it pretty close so that you can fool people with the money. So they found some fake toonies up in Hawkesbury, Ontario. It's just north of Cornwall bunch of toonies. And at first glance, if you were just holding these things in your hand, you might not notice they were counterfeit. But if you took a second to look at it, bunch of weird mistakes on these toonies. (laughs) It doesn't say $2. It says Z-dollard. It's like they meant to write Z-dollars, but because the D is next to the S on the keyboard, maybe they misspelled. And then they got everything else wrong, too. There's no polar bear. There's a walrus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not even close. It's a cute walrus, though. And the queen looks like... Uh, well, it looks like a dude. It looks like a man. Like maybe J- John A or I don't know what... The no, trend. it's not John A. The nose isn't big enough to be John A. It looks like Sir Ian McKellen. He played Magneto right, or in the X-Men movie. Looks more like Prince Charles. So I'm thinking the strategy here is they intentionally had to have made these mistakes. So then if they are caught... They at least have the defense of saying, clearly, we weren't trying to imitate real money because of all the mistakes. 
Maybe it holds up better in court. Mm, Your Honor, I couldn't have possibly thought these would be real. Who would make something this dumb? Yeah, that's my thinking. (laughs) Zed Dollard. It actually makes more sense than Bitcoin to me, but anyways. If you come across one of these fake toonies, uh, you can tell police about it. Or you can ask the person trying to give it to you, like, hey, do you have anything else? Because this looks fake AF. The foolnies. So, and you can't use these things. It's not a legal currency. Except at Tim Hortons, they'll accept it because they'll accept anything. You can hand them chewed up gum and they'll give you a coffee. Yeah. So it appears, based on the names that parents have given their children over the last year, that we're going back to more traditional names. This name your kid the most bizarre thing you can think of trend seems to be coming to an end. This is my daughter, Kaylee Ashton. This is uh, my son, Radix. Sister Cricket. Top 10 girl names for the last year here in Ontario. Olivia, Charlotte, Emma, Amelia, Sophia. I like all of those names. Those are like names that you would find at Harbor Hill, like one of our retirement residents. Maybe. Yeah. Boys names, Noah, Liam, Benjamin, Oliver, and Jack. Those go way back. Those are okay. Yeah, those are all nice names. I can't say anything about people who name their kids unusual names because I named my kid Ocean and... As far as we knew, he was the only one at the time. I rarely met anyone else with that name. Yeah, but then your daughter's Liv, which isn't short for Olivia. No, just Liv. Just Liv. So I guess that's a little bit different. No E either. But that's a really old name as well. Your family was probably one of the first to start making up names for their kids. You got you got lucky. You're Matthew. That's a normal name. You have a brother named Mark, also normal. Micah is a biblical name, I believe. Yeah, it wasn't popular at all, though, at the time. Now it's more popular. Is Myron a real name? I think so. I think they grabbed that one from a Little House on the Prairie episode. So I think that's an old name. Oh, that's an old show. Maybe that's where they got all the names. So if you don't know, my family, we all have M names. And by the time they got to the ninth child... Thought they ran out of names, even though there was tons to choose from. There's no more end names, Marion. So my oh yeah, your mom too is Marion. Marion, yeah. Dad's my dad. Dale is the odd one out. The youngest is Montina, not Montana, Montina. But that's how my dad got the name. He was talking to some guy after she was born, and he had a hat on that said Montana, and he thought, oh, let's go with uh, Montina. I'm done thinking of M names. I don't mean to be insulting. <laughs> is your dad an alcoholic? No. Why was he thinking he's, that? <laughs> he's never touched a drink in his life. Oh, yeah, he's, he's in the church. He's a minister. Not that ministers can't drink, but he was one that didn't. I, I looked this up, and I found this out just as we hit the airwaves, just now. You have a sister, Melina. Yeah. Melina is not a good name. Why? She's a nice person. Okay, so... I don't know how to say it without just saying it. So I'm just going to, this is from, uh, what is this? Osmosis.org. Molina refers to black stools that occur as a result of gastrointestinal bleeding. <laughs> it's got to be other meanings for the word. <laughs> I don't know. Coming from fatty. <laughs> this is my son, Abscess. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to tell her that. I'll send her that link. Tell her fatty said that. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.